Welcome to Bookmarked, where you can take a pause and dive into the wide world of literature. Now, I just want to let y'all know that this episode may contain spoilers for the work we talk about, so listen at your own risk. And then we also need to let you know that the views expressed in this episode are the views of the participants and are not shared by the Benton School District. Now, for this week's episode, since we're moving into December, we wanted to focus on Christmas-themed stuff. So this week, we're going to do Charles Dickens' classic holiday ghost story, A Christmas Carol. And for those of you who maybe it's been a while or you've never seen or heard it, uh, Scrooge is a miserly old man who hates Christmas and runs a money-lending business. He goes home on Christmas Eve after being a jerk to his clerk, um, that rhymes, uh, a jerk to Bob, Bob Cratchit, his, um, his employee. And um, when he's eating dinner that night in his cold, drafty house, because he refuses to pay for anything, uh, he's visited by his dead business partner, Jacob Marley. And Marley, who died seven years before, on the, that very night, on Christmas Eve, warns Scrooge that his tight-fisted ways will come back to haunt him when he is dead, and then tells him that he will be visited by three ghosts during the night. What a great social call, you know? Um, and then, through the course of the night, Scrooge is visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, who show him the importance of Christmas and generosity and loving one's fellow man. All that great stuff. And then when Scrooge wakes up on Christmas Day, he is he chooses kindness and is like, I'm going to do right by my employee, and I'm going to be a better person, and I'm going to be kinder to my family. And he pledges to, you know, keep Christmas in his heart. It's a lovely, heartwarming moment. He goes to have dinner with his family, who he hates, but not anymore. It's, it's good stuff, you know? Um, personally, I really like um, A Christmas Carol. It's... It's an interesting story, and I like the whole redemption thing, because it would be so easy to make Scrooge this, like, abhorrent character who just refuses to be kind, and then, you know, we kill him at the end, and we're like, yeah, Scrooge is dead. But instead, um, you know, he's redeemed, and he's a better person for his experiences, and I just really appreciate that. I really like the original story, like, as Dickens wrote it, but I think my favorite film adaptation is probably A Muppet Christmas Carol. Because I like the Muppets. They're my favorite. And then I like the Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol too. But the Muppets one is better. Because it has the grumpy old heckler men as Marley. And they're my favorite. Um, one thing that I just think is also neat about the story is that when it was first released, it was released like in chapters. So you didn't get the whole story in one. And so you had to wait. And um, so there are people that would you know, wait on the edge of their seats for delivery day or whatever to get the next chapter. And while today I don't think I would enjoy having to wait like that for a book, it was kind of cool back then and it was this whole thing. Um, I say I wouldn't like it. I kind of do that with TV shows. Like, you know, it's like the shows where they do an episode by week thing. And I always get really excited for those, but it also, if they leave you on a cliffhanger, it kind of stinks, you know? Um, I also, this is kind of a completely jumping tracks, uh, the Scrooge is a musical version of A Christmas Carol. And that is probably my second favorite adaptation, because um, it's a musical, and I like musicals. Um, it's just fun, and I guess you could argue that like the Muppets one is a musical, uh, but... At the same time, it's the Muppets, and it's always a musical. Um, I think my favorite ghost is probably the ghost. Excuse me, what? 
Ghost of Christmas Future, which is probably an unpopular choice because, you know, he's the one that shows Scrooge his grave. It's like, hey man, this is where you're gonna be and everybody's gonna be like, woo, Scrooge is dead. Um, but he's like, he's kind of creepy and I, I really like him. And then the, I think my second favorite is the Ghost of Christmas Past because it's kind of cool. It's this little kid looking thing and it like takes Scrooge and Scrooge is like, I'm gonna fall out of this window. But the ghost is like, with a touch of my hand, you shall fly. And then they fly back into his past and he sees his childhood. And well, he see well, he sometimes there's good and bad because he sees like sad Christmases by himself. And then he sees Christmases with his family where he's reunited with them. And then he sees the Christmas where he like falls in love with his fiance who does he doesn't end up marrying her because he's greedy but whatever um he he realizes that he did have happy christmases and i think that's really useful um the ghost of christmas present i don't dislike him he's just kind of he scared me as a little kid especially in the disney version of a christmas carol because like so he starts out and he's this big jolly man and he goes around like sprinkling stuff on people's food and that's all well and good and he kind of shows Scrooge stuff, but then he gets, like, old because he's, like, a spirit and my time on Earth is short or something like that. And he gets old and scary, and that's not the scary part because, like, in the book, they don't always do this in movie adaptations, but in the book, he's got two kids under his robe. And I think it's, like, it's like famine and, no, it's ignorance and something else. I can't remember what. But basically, he's got these two, like malnourished children under his robe which was really scary and then in the disney version the animation was like wasn't bad but it wasn't cutting edge like we have now so it was really scary to you know little me to watch these two like violent children come out and try to eat scrooge well they don't try to eat him but like they, they go after him and it's really freaky um so i didn't dislike the ghost of christmas present it's just that he's He's the scarier one, and I kind of associate him with being scary. Which is weird, because you'd think I'd be afraid of the Ghost of Christmas future. But, like, he's just doing his job, and it's kind of cool that he never talks. Except for, like, the last bit, when he's like, It's your grave, Ebenezer Scrooge. Or something. And, like, I don't know. He just kind of, he's just there. He's not actively doing anything. Scrooge is like, hey, man, what's the deal? And the guy doesn't crack or anything. He's he just like shows Scrooge stuff, and it's kind of it's interesting because most the first ghost was like all talkative and stuff, and they're they're oh I've got it. They're foils for each other. The ghost of Christmas past is all happy and cheery and talkative, and then the ghost of Christmas future is like dead inside and possibly dead. We're never sure because you don't ever see his face in in most of the movies. Um, can we talk about Tiny Tim for a second? always wondered what was up with tiny tim i mean i know he's sick and i know it's partially because he's you know his family is poor and they can't afford um you know nutritious food all the time because you know they're poor and scrooge is paying cratchit you know pennies on the dollar to do his laundry and work in books and stuff which is you know fine honest living but uncool you know and like so i've always i've never been sure what tiny what was up with tiny tim because you know we, we know he had like a crutch and that he coughed a lot, and I've just never been sure, like, what was he sick with? I've always kind of wondered, and I guess I could look it up or something, but I, I also kind of like, I don't like knowing that he's sick, but it's, it's also kind of okay that I don't know, because it might make me sad, you know, I guess, I don't know. 
Um, it made me sad that his family had to watch him, like, deteriorate, basically, and because they didn't have money for a doctor or anything, so they wouldn't have had anything to do. If he, if he got sick and died, he would just die. And that's a possible future in the book, is like, you know, the ghost of Christmas future, the one I like. Um, he shows Scrooge Cratchit coming home from like the graveyard. And we find out through Bob Cratchit that his son has died and that they picked out a plot for him where he could, for, where Tiny Tim could, his ghost or whatever, could look out on the pond and see these ducks. And that gets me every time because like this little, little kids have so much potential. They're like untapped wells of possibility. And Tiny Tim, if he doesn't get more food or a doctor or anything, if Scrooge doesn't help him, he's just going to die needlessly because, and it's just really sad. Um, I think, and I, I know that was commonplace during the time and it's a testament to Dickens that he made this little kid named Tiny Tim like tug at my heartstrings even though he's a fake character and I've never met him before in my life. I know it's a testament to him that he does it so well but it's just kind of sad because like he, he, there's nothing that they can do about it and yeah. I do appreciate how in A Christmas Carol, like, it's not based on Santa. And it is a ghost story, because I feel like a lot of Christmas stories, or just Christmas media that you see, movies, TV shows, all that, it's all Santa. But this focuses more on, like, generosity and kindness and loving one's fellow man, and how even if, even if you don't have much, you can still celebrate, like, the Cratchit family. They don't have hardly anything, but they still love each other and try to do right by each other. And it's just interesting that that's how Dickens did it. And maybe Santa wasn't as big a deal when this was written. I don't actually know. But um, it's just interesting that it doesn't focus on the commercial aspect. It's more goodwill and all that fun stuff. Um... I guess the closest you get to Santa in this is probably the Ghost of Christmas Present. Because, you know, he's this, when we meet him, he's this large, gigantic man. I don't think, he's not like fat necessarily. I think he's just, there's a lot of him because he's tall. And he's sitting in this room full of like food. And he says something about it being the, the wealth of human kindness or something. No, that's the milk of human kindness. I don't know. But um, I guess that's the closest you get to Santa because um, he takes Scrooge and he goes around, I think in like one of the, I think in the musical Scrooge, he takes Scrooge around and starts like sprinkling like goodwill on these people. And I guess you could consider goodwill like a gift, but I'd st I don't think it's fair to necessarily compare him to Santa Claus because he's, it's, it's human kindness, it's a concept. I don't, I don't necessarily think that kindness is a gift. Mm. You know what? Never mind. Um, but it's just... And I like that it's a ghost story. Because most most Christmas stuff is like... There's some sad stuff, but it's very cookie cutter. You know, Santa or coming home for the holidays or leaving your child. 
at at his house over the holidays accidentally but yeah it just it's interesting that it's a ghost story because we associate christmas with joy and happiness and not ghosts ghosts are for halloween but in a christmas carol it is ghosts and they're not bad ghosts they're good ghosts that help like change scrooge's perspective on things and that's just cool to me i like marley he's funny well not funny but um he's basically calling scrooge out like hey i did the same thing you did and i'm dead now and i'm carrying this chain that i forged in life and it's very heavy and your chain is going to be way worse than mine by the time that your life is over so maybe you should do stuff. And Scrooge is like, nah, man, that's nuts. Don't need to do that. And then I think um, Marley, like, he's actually kind of, he's probably the scariest ghost, in my opinion. Because, like, he's this, uh, like, harbinger of doom, basically. He's like, hey, man, change your ways. Or you're going to end up like me. And he's the scary one. Because he's, he's got, like, that whole fear factor thing going on. He's like walking up the stairs and he got his chains rattling and then he comes in and he, like sits down and like groans he's like you know he's like i guess being a ghost is painful not sure um but he's really the, the scariest ghost and he terrifies scrooge and scrooge is i think scrooge when he so basically when marley's like you'll be visited by three spirits the first one will come at one o'clock and scrooge is like no give me good news jacob like uh, Marley has effectively scared Scrooge, which is probably what he was going for, but, like, he's, he, I, feel, I feel like Marley is the only one that could have gotten through to Scrooge, like he did, beca because it was his partner, and it was someone he related to, kind of like how sometimes your friends have to tell you stuff that you wouldn't hear from anyone else, and you finally understand, because it's someone that, like, they're close to you, and they know, so I don't think if whoever sent Marley had sent anyone else, I don't think Scrooge would have changed his mind. But he saw what Marley's life did to him in death, and it scared him. And I, I think that's part of the reason why he changed. Because, I mean, as humans, we don't really... We don't usually just change for, for just no reason. There's always a reason. And obviously Scrooge was, you know, inspired by the love and joy at Christmas and... As he was inspired by that, but he also like saw his own grave and saw how people were making fun of him after death. And then he saw Marley and what happened to him. So I almost feel like Scrooge didn't change because for the good. I mean, he did obviously, but I think he also in part changed because he didn't want to be that dead guy that everybody hated. So he had to change his ways. It just, I don't know. Alright, I'm Becca, and I personally liked um, the spirit of Christmas present because I feel like whenever they started showing him what was going on around him, he really saw just how bad some people had it, and it really opened his eyes, and he started to grow more, and we could see him develop more as a person and we could see that he started feeling more remorse for how he acted and then whenever the spirit of the future came in 
that's whenever I feel like was that last push for his development as not so mean Scrooge. And so whenever that happened, I feel like he just, that was his turning point. And that's when he started, after all the spirits came, he was just more joyful and he started helping others and we really saw him change from the beginning Scrooge to the now Scrooge. And I feel like that was a really good um, development. And we could really see that progress as each spirit came. Um, the spirit of the, the past. I don't know if I was as big of a fan of that one. I feel like it just made us sad. It was just a sad past. Made him sad. I don't know if it really... We didn't really see as much progression. We just saw him really grumpy during it. He was sad to look back on what his life had been and what happened. So, I'd say my favorite was probably the present. This has been Footmarked. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. All of our music is taken from Fez Lion Studios. Thank you.